Hey, everybody. How you doing today? I've been looking forward to this conversation for quite a while now. We have Greg with us for episode number two. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Michael. Yeah, man. So uh, I think you and I have talked about over the last several months uh, about the blue wave, about, you know, the Democrats winning Georgia, the two seats and flipping. We've talked about agnosium, about what that means and the fact that uh, we're going to be spending some money. And um, it's starting faster and bigger than I had ever anticipated. So first off, I'm sure you've already heard the $1.9 trillion is going to happen, right? That money is going to go out. It's probably going to go out in the next couple of weeks. I'm not so bothered by that one. I hope it's more targeted than it is. I think that is a good one. But right on the back of that, uh, I just saw this morning, and it maybe came out over the weekend, the Democrats are looking to give more free money away, this time up to 3600 bucks to eat for each kid, again, based on some income levels. But, but I don't know about you, but when I see free money, it just scares me because, again, we're throwing free money into an environment where, yes, you could position it as helping, but free money without discipline, without strings, without you know being better tomorrow doesn't help anyone. What do you think? Well, so my main question is, does the 3,600 count from conception or do <laughs> they have to be born? I believe, I believe, yeah, exactly. Otherwise, there's gonna be a lot of babies, a lot of babies. Go here. make some kids quick. Yeah, go make some kids. That's, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You know, the, the funny thing is, and there's there's arguments on both sides of the equation about, um, you know, the, the stimulus. So the stimulus, if you look at how it's broken down, very little, but little of it goes to the consumer. Okay, so it's all going to states, governments, you know, the, obviously we need the money for vaccines and for research and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's going into a lot of areas of the economy that aren't going to help anybody that needs the help, which is small business, restaurants, hotels, retail, movie theaters, you know, those people that have been put out of work, that have been hurt, people that are behind on their rent, behind on their, their lease payments, their mortgage payments, you know, all those types of things. So none of that there's no, there's no talk about, well, how are we going to shore up the mortgage industry, you know, for all the people that couldn't make their mortgage payments and that can't climb out of this at the end of the day. So once again, the money's not going where it's needed, where it's going to make the biggest impact. Now, you know, some of it's going to go to infrastructure, I guess, and that, you know, that will stimulate a little something, but, um, you know, even 3,600 bucks per kid, I mean, really for most people, because a lot of the checks are going to people that don't need it. Um, and that aren't, you know, that aren't qualified for, well, not necessarily qualified, but just don't need it. High income earners are getting this $1,400, $3,600 checks or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. that, that's really not going to do anything. You know, I mean, if you got a $1,400 check, what are you going to do? You're going to go blow it? No, you're going to stick it in the bank and, you know, you're not going to go blow it. So it's not going to stimulate anything. It's not going to do anything. And it's not enough to really help. Now, you know, anything is better than nothing for a lot of people right now. So yes. anything helps. But at the end of the day, it's not what they need. You know, if somebody, if 1400 bucks is going to make a huge difference to the people that it will make a huge difference to, they need $10,000, not $1,400. You know what I mean? So you need to identify where's the real struggle, where's the people that really need it, and you need to take my 1400 and put it in their pocket, Yeah. you know, and your 1400 and put it in their pocket because you're going to get a check, you know? I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, or the 36 or whatever it is. I mean, your, your kids are, I guess, are grown and so are mine. So, you know, yeah. we're not going to qualify, but yeah. Yeah, this is, um, I, again, as an economist, I, uh, this whole idea of helicopter money, remember when Ben, uh, was it, I was going to say Benjamin Franklin, but that's not right. 
Ben Bernanke, sorry, uh-huh. Ben Bernanke, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Ben Bernanke said, you know, we can fix the economy. We just have to, you know, fly a helicopter and throw money out the window. Okay, well, that that sparks consumption, right? We're a consumer-based economy. And all that does, again, I, I forget who said it, but if you took all the money in the world, you gave it out equally over the course of several years, maybe a decade, it would end up in the, you know, it would end up in a few people's hands. We need to fix that problem, right? We need to understand that, uh, you know, financial education is important. We need to up-level the skills, right? I'm all for giving money to people that need it, but I want it to come yeah. from strings. Like, okay, right now you are only qualified to run a cashier at a fast food joint and you're 28 years old or 36 or whatever it is, right? If that's all you're qualified for at this point because of life choices earlier in life, I'm not judging, it happens. But you know what? We want to help you for the next six months or whatever it is to feed that. But you have to take these online courses to learn coding or uh, learn fashion, or I don't care, learn something. So you're no longer a $10 an hour employee. That helps people long-term, right? If you're just going to throw money at people, A, they're going to take it. Everybody takes free money. B, they're going to get addicted to it, right? One of the things I remember about the Millionaire Next Door book is when they talked about their kids, right? You and I, self-made, all of that good stuff. But our dependents, if we start gifting them money, get addicted to that. And then over time, put that in their family budget, right? The 10 grand we give every year is suddenly a part of their budget. That's not okay. So we need to up-level I don't know, the bottom rung or whatever, right? And, and you know, being an, being an adult who's only qualified to do, to, that's the problem. That's what we need to fix, right? We need to- we need So to there's- employees. Go ahead. Yeah, so there's a couple of conversations about that. So, I mean, you need cashiers, you need burger flippers. I mean, you need those, you know, line level jobs. We got to have it for the society and for retail and for, you know, hospitality. You know, the world has to function in those capacities. So you do need those those workers- so the real question is, how do you balance things? And there's, you know, there's talk about universal base income. There's talk about raising the minimum wage. What we're really talking about is right now, just right now, there are people desperately hurting that need the money. And they're, they're again, putting money in the pockets of the people that don't need it. Big companies, banks, Wall Street. So it's not going to spur the economy. It's not going to create inflation. Like a lot of people are worried they pass this 1.9 trillion. It's going to kick us into hyper hyper overdrive and it's going to be bad because you know hyperinflation again it's not going into the pockets of the people that can spend it it's going at the asset level so yeah we're going to see stocks we're going to see you know the banks are going to be making a killing and all that so that's number one they got to fix that if you're going to spend a trillion dollars or 1.9 trillion i mean how many businesses could be reopened tomorrow with that money that went out of business replace what they lost you know so i mean so anyways there's ways that that can be fixed. So then the next question is, okay, how do we fix what you're talking about? You know, obviously financial intelligence is one thing and there's programs out there already that are free. So you can't force somebody, can't, you know, you can't force somebody to do something that they're not interested in doing or don't want to do. There's already free education. There's already free financial education. There's already free skills training. All that's out there. You know, I mean, and I've told the story that I had an accountant that worked for me, you know, my bookkeeper, one accountant, she was office manager, bookkeeper, worked for me for, you know, most of my career, my, my companies and ran all my stuff. And she was two or three classes away from her degree in accounting. Hmm. And I said, look, I'll pay for it. Go finish your degree. You could do school, you know, during your lunch hour, 
you know, whatever I'll pay for it. You can do it online. A couple of classes. You'll have it knocked out in a year or two. Yeah. She said, no, I want to go home and watch soap operas. That's what I like to do during uh-huh. my lunch hour. She, literally she would go home for an hour, eat lunch and watch soap operas. Okay. I was going to pay for it. So there's some people that just don't want education. They don't want to do what it takes. So the real question is, how do you balance the inequality and the wealth gap? Because you need those jobs. You know, we need those people, but they need to be able to support themselves as well. So maybe there are some some ways that that universal base income, you know, kind of works where they still have to work. You can't get it unless you're working, mm-hmm. but we're going to guarantee you at least a living wage if you're working, but you can't sit at home and get mm-hmm. a guaranteed base income. You can't be unemployed. You need to be actively employed. And then we're going to, we're going to stop gap the, the, that gap. So maybe that's a way to do it. As long as you're working, you get the supplement. So like the unemployment insurance is kind of a backwards kind of thing. Mm. It's kind of like, Hey, when you're out of work, we're going to pay you. Whereas I would be like, I will pay you as long as you are working. You see what I'm saying? As long as you are productive. So replace the forced education with forced employment. If you want support, go work and you'll get, uh, you'll get the extra support that you need to bring your income up to a, a livable wage. So that's something that nobody's really talking about. Yeah, there, this is not part of the conversation. Again, I I fully support in an environment where you essentially said you're non-essential and stay home. We got mm-hmm. we got to pay those people. We've talked about all year, right? That's been a steps yeah. both of us have had. Yeah, you got to take like, care of that. Yeah, yeah. And that that's that's a problem you and I haven't seen in the 30 years we've been investing, right? That's a unique problem. If you're going to be told you're non-essential, stay home, pay them. And we know the numbers. Like to your point, you've said every time, you got the tax returns, just replace it. Be done with it. Stop yeah. Stop bailing out Wall Street and stop giving $15 billion here and there to people that can, oh, by the way, raise money. T- totally agree. Now there is, there is talk. So there is a guaranteed jobs program. So just like guaranteed base income, you know, uh, or guaranteed wage or whatever, um, there's also a guaranteed jobs program. So that's w- a proposal from monet- modern monetary theorists that say that the government should come in and employ everybody who's unemployed. So mm. the government should just provide you with a job. Now, I don't believe in that either because that could create unfair uh, competition. So if the government is hiring everybody at a, at a you know government wage, mm-hmm. then that's going to take jobs from the private sector. Then the private sector is going to be forced to compete with the government. And then we know how government is. You know, they're just going to put people to work that are not productive. They're just going to say, hey, you're employed and you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I was in the military, <laughs> you know, and let me tell you, I, I saw some waste in the military. You know, we're all sitting around waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Go dig a hole. We could have been. Go dig a hole. Go dig that hole. Yeah, exactly. You know, as a government contractor afterwards and all that, it was really funny. But anyways. So, like I said, I think instead of a guaranteed jobs program where the government and the states hire all these hire all these people if they're unemployed and, um, uh, you know, guarantee that they're going to have work, you know, you have to give them the incentive to go get go get a job and hire, you know, let the private sector create those jobs. Government's not a job creation machine. Hmm. This is a this is a great conversation. Again, I'm. I am opposed to the idea of free money without some strings, whether it's a job, yeah. whether it's some education. Uh, I believe if you're really going to fix the wealth gap, you need to up mm-hmm. level the bottom. That is something I fundamentally believe. Yeah, education's important. We got to build and continue those resources, do more outreach, have better communication. But at the end of the day, you know, it's the old, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, you know? So there's, well, there's that, people that, that do yeah. not want to better themselves. They don't want the education. They don't want to advance they they're fine just you know getting the handout yeah and and again if that is who you are at least in my ideas 
as an American, you have that right. I fully support that. That is a that is a free choice. And if you choose not to do it, cool. But as a taxpayer that's paying into the kitty where the money is coming from, you would not get a check in my idea, right? If you want to go home and watch soap operas all day, um, you don't get the money, right? But if you're willing to go in and again, to my earlier example, up-level your skill from a cashier to a coder or something else, you know what? Yeah. We will help you several hundred dollars a month, a thousand dollars, whatever. I don't figure out the program because as we spit out more valuable people or assets or consumption, everybody wins. The tax base goes up, all of that stuff. So that's how and I we've see already it. seen we've already seen the negative impacts, the unintended consequences um, of of you know what people thought were positive actions with welfare. You know, I mean that actually encourages people to not work. You know, right now, you know, between welfare, Medicare, you know, all that other stuff that you can get, you know, when you're below the poverty level, you can actually bring in 50, 60 grand a year with all those benefits tied oh in if God. you have kids. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, the numbers are out there in terms of, you know, how that disincentivizes people, you know, to go back to work. And we saw, you know, with the unemployment bonus that, you know, people said, look, I'm not going back to work. I'm getting this $600 a week bonus. What's yeah. the point? You know, I make more being unemployed than I do at work. So, you know, we got to be careful how we do, you know, these programs and, and how it's done, you know, but again, right now, these, there's people that are in dire need. This is an yes. emergency. You got to just, you got to put that out there, Agreed. but moving forward to, to shrink that income gap, you got to get people productive. At the end of the day, it's all about productivity. It's all about putting people to work, creating opportunity, serving others, and, you know, obviously educating yourself. If people don't want to at least go out and work, yeah. If you can. Now, there are people that can't work for a lot of reasons, mental, yeah. physical, you know, emotional disabilities, those types of things. You've got to take care of those people because they can't take care of themselves. Totally agree. And I'm all about that. But if we did, you know, the other way, we got everybody producing that can produce and we created an equal platform for at least a, a, a where they can earn that living wage and have a good income, then you then you have plenty left over to support everybody else who can't. Totally agree. Love this conversation. Thank you for topic number two.